Raise your hand if you were in any of the Brother Savala revivals when he was here. Who all was at, at least at one service? I remember he had spoke something that I didn't forget, Brother Jared. He had talked about how we and complimented our church and how we would pray. And we would seek the presence of the Lord. And that's why we could feel him like we feel him in this service. Because we pushed ourselves and thank God for the leadership of our church and our pastor that's pushed us to pray. And not just come in and expect a half-hearted service. Because that's what it's going to be like if we don't give it everything that we have. So, but what I remembered him talking about, he said, there's going to be a day when we're praying. And it's happened a few times. But Brother, I'm looking, I'm looking for it to happen more and more. We can't be waiting on the musicians. I'm, and I'm just, you know, hey, if pastor wants to rebuke me, but I, I believe he'd be saying amen, Brother Larson. I'm telling you right now, if we come into his presence before any worship ever takes place and we begin to magnify him, there's been a few times it's happened where the glory of God moved in this place and they couldn't even get up and play because the power of God was starting to move. I don't know about you, but I just, I want that. I want more and more of that and it did happen and it was Will continue to happen if we push our way into his presence before there's ever a note on the key or a beat on the drum because he's worthy and my voice your voice is really what's going to usher in and bring the presence of the Lord into this house I need a move of the Holy Ghost in my life because then I've got to go out the rest of the week and have to face the world you've got to face the world and if we get a good dose of the Holy Ghost in our worship even before a song service there's something that God, he begins to open into that, that open door that pastor's been preaching about, begins to open up in this service, and I feel that that door's open right now. Woo, hallelujah, can you give him a shout of praise? That's it. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. People will come into the house, hallelujah, and come in and feel the power of God when the voices of God's people are lifted up. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for his help. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. I believe that waters are being troubled right now. Whatever you need in the Holy Ghost, you can lift up your hands and you can receive that. Touch Brother Goff's throat. When he walks out of here, let it just be completely restored in the name of Jesus. Come on, child of God, take authority right now. Take authority with the power of the Holy Ghost that's in you. Whatever need that you might have, begin to call on the name of the Lord and begin to tell the Lord your petition and then begin to decree it and begin to declare it. If you've been battling depression, hallelujah, decree that the joy of the Lord Lord that the joy of the Lord is my strength I don't have to walk in sorrow because the Lord makes me glad he makes me happy hallelujah he gives me joy hallelujah for the joy of the Lord is your strength 
If you've got an ache in your body right now, God can begin to heal that. If you would just begin to worship him and magnify him. Hallelujah, because his benefits are fruitful. Hallelujah, everything that you need is already in the house and it's being stirred in this house right now. Hallelujah. If you have a need in your body, go ahead and maybe just step right out of your pew and begin to claim it and wave your hands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go ahead and magnify the Lord and see what the Lord is wanting to do. Hallelujah. In your life. And he's going to begin to give you the vision and the understanding of what's going to happen. And it will come into fruition because of your praise and because of your worship. That's the God that we serve. That's the God. He's our daddy. Hallelujah. He's a good father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're wondering if I'm starting a sermon, I've already started. Hallelujah. He's already started when we all walked into the door. Hallelujah. This church today. God is already moving. Hallelujah. Before you got here. He was already ready to meet your need before you walked into the threshold of the sanctuary. I've come to tell you today that ye are the light of the world. Jesus told you this in Matthew chapter 5 and 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I've come to glorify him. We've been singing about it, Brother Golf. I don't know how many times we went through the refrain, but I've come to magnify the Lord. I said I've come to magnify the Lord. Not just in the church house, but I've come to magnify the Lord. When I wake up and he gives me grace one more day to live for him, I've come to magnify him and praise his holy name. Hallelujah. And I was determined a long time ago that I wasn't going to let some rock take my place. I wasn't going to let an unredeemed angel take my place. I wasn't going to let anything take my place for what he's done for each and every one of us in this place. That's why he's worthy, worthy of the praise. Even when you don't feel like praising him. He was a light that came into my dark world. Do you remember some of the dark times that you've been uh, and that shaft of light came in and began to illuminate your pathway. It came in and began to show you, hallelujah, the way. Oh, hallelujah. My God, he's in this house. Uh, hallelujah, he's everywhere. We already know that. Uh, hallelujah, but he's manifesting himself in this house. Praise the Lord. Turn to Exodus chapter 34 and verse 28. I don't know if you've, you haven't got my 
<laughs> I don't know if she got my notes or not. Or you got them back to her sister? Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word today. God, we thank you, Lord, for the word that's inside of each and every one of us. I believe everyone in the house has the Holy Ghost tonight. So, Lord, help us, Lord, to realize that you are the light of glory. God, you're everything that we need you to be at every time. You've been a faithful God, and we pray that your word would go forth. God, use me. God, help me to say what you want me to say. And God, help us. We need a move of your spirit tonight in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Exodus chapter 34, verse 28, it says, And he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And, the, and he wrote upon the tables the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. We're talking about Moses here. Exodus chapter 34 and 29, when he went up to the mountain. Verse 29 says, And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. You know, if you're full of the Holy Ghost when you're walking around, there's something, if you're full and overflowing with the Holy Ghost, people can see something in you. You might not even realize or think that they can, but I'm telling you, you're a light. You're a light. And where you go, and when you got God in you, and you got the favor of the Lord upon you, there's a light that shines upon you. There's a light. And just as the people saw this, this is a similitude or a parallel of what I'm talking about right now. But back then, the people looked at Moses and his face shone. And that's what we're looking at here in Exodus chapter 34. The Bible says in chapter, or verse 30, And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Verse 33, Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. The, the glory of the Lord was so strong and so powerful. When they looked upon his face, he had to put a veil over his face to be able to talk to the people. And then when he'd go back into the presence of the Lord, he could take the, the veil off because he was going in God's presence. And that was the reflection of the glory of God that they were seeing on Moses. Amen. And that's what God wants to do with his people still today. Hallelujah. 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 35, it says, And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. Going into the presence of the Lord again. I pray you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Let's just thank him one more time and magnify the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. And you just continue to magnify the Lord throughout this service. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for he is worthy. I've already read to you Matthew 5 and 14, so I will read just 14 right now. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Hallelujah. I'm thankful, and I had a different direction that I was going to go. I felt 
back in a week a week or so ago I had a word that I was going to speak had to do with vision because of all the vision that pastor's been talking about our leaders have been talking about it and he's already cast the vision so maybe another time if the Lord gives that to me I'm going to just talk a little bit on the subject of vision but we need to have vision amen and it's the vision of God it's through the light of the spirit of God through the power of the Holy Ghost that gives us vision to be able to see what we're doing but when Brother Golf began to talk, I looked it over at Brother Kaiser and I said, man, I, I, he's, talk, he's, he's reading things from what I was going to share tonight. So I must be in the Word. I must have got what God had for me because I can feel the presence and the mighty power of God moving in this place. If you walk out of this place without what you came for, that's your own fault. Amen. There's been times when I've come into his presence and maybe I was a little tired and I didn't push the way I should have and I missed out on my blessing. I missed out what God was trying to do in me. So I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself as well. <laughs> Amen. We serve an awesome God. He's mighty. Amen. But I've come to talk to you tonight about light bearers, light bearers, glory to glory. Who's a light bearer? Who's been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost? Amen? If you've got the Holy Ghost, you are a light bearer. I'm a light bearer. This church is a light bearer of God's glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just want to talk to you. I know we could probably go around the room tonight and, and hear about all the different testimonies of how they've seen God come into this house or other houses of worship when you first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. But I'll tell you, there's a time I remember when I was back in St. Louis, me and my wife, we were out to eat and we were eating at a Chinese buffet. That's one of my favorite places. If you ever want to take me out to eat, you can take me to the Chinese buffet. Hallelujah. But anyway, with all pun aside, I'll tell you that uh, we got to be light bearers. And I was really into my Chinese and my egg rolls. Hopefully, you haven't, that, hopefully I'm not trying to make you hungry or distract you. But I was there enjoying my time with my wife. And she was pregnant with our first child before Sarah was a twinkle in my eye. Hallelujah. Before she was birthed. Uh, we were there eating, and uh, I don't remember all her cravings, but I, I craved Chinese or whatever she was craving with sympathy pains and all that. All you married men know what I'm talking about. You'll learn about it after you get married about sympathy pains. But anyhow, that was a joke. We can laugh in the house of God. Amen? All right, maybe it wasn't funny. But anyhow, the point is, as we were eating there, we were having a good time. And uh, I, I was sitting there, and she said, there's a young man back there behind, sitting behind you. So we were in booths, and I was, my back was to his, and his back was to me. And um, she said, you know, you need a witness to him and talk to him. And uh, he had went up, and she went up, and then when he had come back, I said, okay, well, if that's what she said to do, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do that, especially being I don't know how many months pregnant she was. So I, I just began to talk to the young man. His name was Brock. Brock Hall, and we just, I just stirred up a casual conversation. I didn't, you know, a lot of times we just love to throw out a church card, say, oh, come to church, check out our church. We have an awesome church. The power of God is there. That's wonderful. It's good to testify about that. 
But the greatest way to connect with somebody is to find something of some kind of interest that you can talk with them about so you can build that bridge to be able to talk to the person and maybe invite them to church or just give them the card, you know, after you have a conversation. But it's not always with the intent to try to get somebody to come to church because the Bible tells us to show ourselves friendly and that's, that's what we need to do. And uh, so many times we want to get them into the, into the house of God so bad that it's kind of like when you sell life insurance. I used to sell life insurance, and I wanted to sell it so I could make more money uh, or know that I was going to make money on that sale. And if I ever gave that type of indication to the person, that was the f- first and the most thing that would close, you know, kill a, a sale if they, they saw that I wanted it more than, than they needed it. So the point is, is when you talk or we talk to somebody, we want to talk to them without the intent of trying to get the sale, so to speak, of them to come to church. Does that make sense? Am I making sense to anybody? Everybody's so quiet so you can say amen so I know you're hearing what I'm saying. Hallelujah. But anyways, I just began to talk to him and I asked him, you know, I'm in St. Louis at the time. I said, are you a Cardinals fan? And uh, he kind of chuckled and laughed because I come to find out he was from Houston. So, no, he wasn't. There are some fans down there, but he, he wasn't. And I can't remember exactly what it was that we talked about. We talked about a few things, and I said, what do you like? And asked him things about Texas and different things like that. And after that, I mean, I really didn't even say a whole lot about God. But I did pull out a, a church track. I always try to have a, a church track so, that so after I talk to somebody, I can give them that card. So I gave him that card, and... Uh, I forgot about it, just like we sow the seed and we tell somebody about it, and, you know, that's it. So in the meantime, uh, my wife uh, was, was went into labor. We went to the hospital and birthed a beautiful baby girl, beautiful young lady now, praise the Lord, and Sarah was born. And a couple weeks, and I had missed a week here and there, you know, with the, the joy of having a new baby and waking up early in the morning when she'd scream and cry and want everything else and being taken care of. Amen. So it had been maybe a week or two that we had missed in church, and I had been in church, and I, I had recognized, I saw a man, and I really, to my recollection, it, it was kind of almost unbeknownst to me when I saw this man. But I shook his hand, and I said, hey, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. He was right there, and I shook his hand. Right eye to eye, I said, hey, how's it going? And he looked at me like I should have recognized him or something like that, and he, he looked at me and he said, don't you remember me? I said, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I really, I don't remember you. Um, can you maybe help me understand why or what it is or how you know me and I know you? He said, Chinese. So instantaneously, my belly directed me back to that Chinese restaurant. I said, I remember talking to that young man. And it was funny because within the two weeks that that I had missed or didn't connect with him, in fact, I may have even been there in a service and maybe even a midweek service, and I never even had the chance because I was just so elated about having a baby with my wife and having this beautiful girl. And it was just so awesome and, and such a great thing that was happening that my mind really, I wasn't on a whole lot of other things except a mother and a brand new newborn baby. All you mothers that have babies say amen. Oh, come on, we got more mothers in this house. Hallelujah, if you're a mother and know what I'm saying, say amen. 
Oh, you guys are being hard on me tonight, man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just playing. But that young man, I, I began to talk to him and, and uh, come to find out while I was gone within two, three weeks and when we actually talked, he had already been in a Bible study and had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in a Bible study, had already been baptized in Jesus' name. And when I think about Brother Brock, I think a lot about Brother Miguel and how he just came in out of nowhere. And that's kind of how it happened. You know, so when you plant a seed... Don't get discouraged because in God's timing, everything becomes perfect. It becomes beautiful because God is in charge and God gets the glory. And that man went on to be going down to Texas and baptizing his sisters, some of his siblings, his father. He, can't, he was totally on fire for the Lord. You never know. And, and you know, as Pastor was talking about the other day, he said, you know, uh, just in our midweek service, it was kind of bleak. There wasn't a lot of people in attendance, but he said, you know, what we can't look at what we see here I was telling someone earlier today we we walk not by uh, sight but we walk by faith we walk with with eyes of faith believing and understanding that God's got it in control so I'm talking to you about being a light bearer. Don't get discouraged. I've come to discloak the lies of the enemy and what he's trying to tell some people, what he's even tried to tell me and tell, oh, you, you just go, don't, don't even bother to give them a church card. Don't even bother to try to stir up a, a conversation with them. Don't even bother because of the fact that they just won't come and because you invite so many people and you get that buzzard that you, you really get excited about wanting to tell somebody about the Lord and they say, ah, I don't want that. Get away and then our faith is depleted and we don't feel like we can witness or sow seed to anybody but I'm telling you Jesus said that really it comes to sowing the seed wherever you go sow the seed wherever you go say Jesus loves you wherever you go give God praise and I'm telling you I feel conviction on my, on my spirit right now I, we all got to work on that we got to work on sowing seed we need to work on telling people that Jesus loves them if you try Jesus whatever stirs up the conversation but be Begin to talk to them. Hallelujah. I know there's an open door, but for people to get into and come through the open door, we've got to sow the seed. We've got to tell people about the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Light bears. Glory to glory is what I'm talking about. John 1 and 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. You got that up there? Everybody see light? Is that a lowercase g or is that an uppercase g? Was it lower or an uppercase? Okay. So the Bible says the light of men. It says, and the light, verse 5 says, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God. So this man was a man, and he was a light. The Bible says that the light or the, the soul is in the windows of the, of the soul. Or I don't know if I'm getting the scripture correct, but there's a light in all of men. Lowercase L. And John was one of those lights. In fact, John the Baptist already had the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. 
and he, he really had to probably have it with all the people that he had to look at that looked in his face and called them a whole bunch of names, but he called them names right back. Hallelujah. But he, did, he was bold, and he didn't care what anybody else had to say. And that's what we got to get a hold of because if you understand that you've got the light, we and I've got the light, we can be bold. We, we, you know, it's kind of like a little kid. Uh, he can go up and kick somebody in the shins and that person might chase after him. But if his daddy's a big old uh, corn husker and big and they see that little kid, he can say, nah, 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 boo, boo. Look at my daddy. You going to mess with me now? God's got your back. He's got my back. And he wants you to be bold and not be afraid of the things that's going on in this world. Hallelujah. We're not going to be here forever anyways. We may as well go ahead and go out with a bang and just go ahead and, and be a light for Jesus Christ. In fact, Lord, loose a spirit of boldness on us right now. Let the power of your spirit and the anointing break and shatter every yoke and everything that's tried to destroy, every lie of the enemy. We rebuke it together in the name of the Lord Jesus and loose your boldness upon this church like we've never seen before. Oh God, let the light of your spirit shine on our faces. Lord, everywhere that we go to be a light, to point to the true light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, let it be so, Lord. For your glory, for your honor. That light, that light. John was one of those lights. I want to be one of those lights. And it says the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Where's it at? Capital L. I know it's simplistic, but you know I saw that and somebody, a preacher showed that to me. I've never seen that before. The light. Hallelujah. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light, not John the Baptist, but there was somebody else was that light that came, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Isn't that what we're all supposed to do? Isn't that what John the Baptist said? He said, I've got to decrease, but he must increase. It's not about me. It's not about my world. It's not about my kingdom, but it's about the kingdom of God. It's about taking the little light that I have, or maybe even just a reflection of that light and point to the direction of the, the light. I'm telling you, the light is in this house right now, and I'm so thankful that Jesus is in this place. I'm so so thankful that Jesus is everywhere that we go. Hallelujah. We don't have to be afraid. Hallelujah. We can be bold and we can say things the way they are with love and we can tell people about Jesus and if they look at you, don't be afraid of their faces. You don't know how many people and how many Harley riders and people drug addicts that I've seen that have been delivered tattoos all over them. Oh, they don't want to have nothing to do with God. They all Those are the ones that receive the Holy Ghost quicker than anything else because they've been trying to fill their, their lives with everything else but Jesus and then they come into the house of God and they feel his presence and they can't help not to lift up their hands because what they feel and they receive the Holy Ghost just like that and that's what's coming 
That's the open door that our pastor's been preaching about. They're coming. Regardless of what we don't what we see right here. But don't look at what we see right here. Look beyond what you see with the eyes of faith and see people down here. Droves of people with their hands in the air receiving the Holy Ghost. I took off running the other day when I went around those pews. There was hardly anybody here on Tuesday night. And as I went past that corner, I saw every every pew filled with people with their hands lifted up and praising God hallelujah that's why we need to worship him that's why we need to praise him with everything that we've got because we want to create not just an atmosphere but his presence to be manifested in this place and that's when they're going to start coming hallelujah hallelujah God has already opened the door and as our good pastor said just because the door's open that doesn't mean it's going to be easy just to walk through that door don't you know that the adversary's there and he's going to try to stop you uh, with everything that he has from going through that door and this church going through that door that's why we need to fast that's why we need to pray that's why we need to seek the Lord with everything that we have pastor shouldn't have to call a prayer meeting pastor shouldn't have to call fasting I'm just saying I've been in revival churches before I'm used to it well, the first church that I came or that I was a part of every week people were receiving the Holy Ghost every week almost practically every week people were being baptized in Jesus name so don't tell me God can't do it here it's a lie from hell lie from hell God is a God that's just waiting sometimes and preparing pastor was talking about that get ready just like I was talking about my wife and any of you women that's been pregnant how long does it take to have that baby sometimes it takes a little time and that's when we get discouraged because we don't see instantaneous results and we expect that because of the society that we're living in we expect that because of the fact that we live in a instant gratification microwave generation so if we don't get it and we don't see it right away, then it's just like, uh, Father, who, who, why care? who cares? And that's given in to the voice of flesh, the voice of the enemy, and the hiccups and the lies that come up in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's excited to be a light bearer? Amen. If so, want you clap your hands. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He was not that light. Referring to John the Baptist, referring to every believer. We're not that light but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own rejected him not. But as many, hallelujah, has received him, to them gave he power. 
to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Who's a believer of the name of Jesus? Who's more than just a believer in the name of Jesus? Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 says a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh you got to understand here what Jesus when, when we read about Jesus being the light and what Ezekiel was seeing and the prophets of old and what they would talk about they kept talking about the light they kept talking about things and they didn't know, know completely exactly everything that was going to happen just like the disciples and the apostles really didn't know exactly what was going to happen until they received the Holy Ghost and there's even some things I think that they didn't even have total revelation of but we find out later as they were living for the Lord and we begin to read the epistles God would give them revelation because they would get revelation through the Holy Ghost that's how they were able to write the scriptures that's how they were able to write the epistles because they got the same Holy Ghost that we've got hallelujah there's no difference it's the same Holy Ghost it's the same Spirit of God and if we could ever get a revelation and an understanding of that there's no telling what God would do in this local assembly and the assemblies across the world if they would realize and understand that Jesus is the light and it's Jesus that gives the revelation through the power of of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. So when the Old Testament writers would write these things, what, it, what they're writing about was Jesus, and Jesus came to fulfill the law. And that's why we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Ye are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read of all men, just like Ezekiel was talking about, Second Corinthians 3.3, 3, for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with spirit, with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Uh, verse 4, and such trust have we through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And verse 6 says, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. So I've read that to say that God could only accomplish this by filling us with His Spirit. By taking on the name, hallelujah, of the Lord Jesus Christ gave you authority. It gave you boldness. It gave you every attribute and everything that you need to live for God. And it just didn't give you that, but it also gave you the power to be a witness and begin to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's done. Living epistles. Living epistles. And I'm thankful for the leadership of the church. And that's what the apostles were talking about. For as much as ye are manifestly declared. He said, our, our, our epistles, our epistles, their teachings, all these things was a manifestation of what they had been teaching and what they had already been doing. And really what discipleship is, discipleship 101, it's called duplication. 
It's become, becoming the image. In fact, people want to become the image uh, of so many things, but if we're going to become the image of something, it should be our pastor. It should be spiritual leaders and people that we know that have lived for God for decades and years and sent half a century. I'm telling you, those are the ones I want to imitate, especially my pastor. I want to walk like my pastor. I want to be able to talk like my pastor because I'm a representative of him. Didn't Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ? Uh, well, whoever the man of God is in your life, you got to follow after that man. If you really want to be successful in the kingdom of God, it's the pecking order. If you had someone in the military and it was just a private and he tried to tell a sergeant what he had to do, enough said, you already know what I'm saying here. But it's all about lifting up Jesus and that's his way, that's his order. And hallelujah, when we follow and obey the commandments of the Lord, it brings blessings. It brings everything that you need. Praise the Lord anyhow. Hallelujah. Light bearers. Glory to glory. Are you a light bearer tonight? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 3 and 8. It says, How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, huh, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Hmm, what is this talking about? For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. Hmm, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Most people... When they read that, they'd say, Paul, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? But Paul understood something. And it's very, very important that we understand this text of Scripture. Because of the fact is, it says, for if the ministration, if you look at, at 2 Corinthians 3 and 9, it says, for if the ministration, if the ministration, you see that? Everybody say, the office of Moses so it's talking about the office of Moses here and it says for if the ministration of condemnation be glory how can there be glory in condemnation well when you start thinking about the letter of the law there was nobody that could live the letter of law we needed a perfect one without sin that could fulfill the promises of our righteousness does that make sense so when we look at this, there was the office of Moses. For if the ministration of condemnation to, to glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness. Now, there's a ministration here. So you see the word ministration the second time. Everybody say the office of the apostles. What did the, what did the apostles preach? They preached Jesus Christ. They preached the righteousness of God. So you're, what Paul is showing here to us when we read this is that there was two ministrations. It says, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, but we're talking about two ministrations. One is the office of Moses, and the other is the office of the apostles. The scripture is very clear that both offices of the Old Testament and New Testament are glorious. They're both glorious because God is glorious. It's just in the Old Testament, it didn't seem so glorious because of the fact that they were all mandated by the law in what was given to them that they had to follow. Amen? 
But nevertheless, the latter administration, the office of the apostles, would excel and exceed even greater things than the old covenant. God is the only one who can exceed himself. And as our good pastor in the podcast, he talks in this, quotes this scripture, and he had a whole series. Was it three series on the exceeding greatness? Was it three altogether? Four? There's three. And if you haven't heard them, you need to go back and listen to them. But the theme of, of that is out of Ephesians chapter 2 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen means so be it. Amen means that's true. Amen means okay, whatever you say, I'm going to go and I'm going to get with what the preacher's saying or what the word says. I'm going to say amen to that. And if you listen to what pastor was saying, he said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding, that word exceeding is not an adjective. Exceeding is an adverb, which means there's action behind it. And when you begin to think about how God works and how God does things, God is the only one. I don't know anybody else that can do it, but God is the only one that can exceed himself. From glory to glory to glory to glory, he's the only one that can trump himself. He's the only one that can do better. Hallelujah. He's the only one that can keep and fulfill every promise that's written in the book. He's the only one that can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost when all others say it can't happen. God is exceeding. God is great. God is awesome. God is wonderful. And I'm telling you right now, he exceeds himself. Hallelujah. He talked. He, the pastor was teaching on Tuesday. Sorry, pastor, if you're listening. I'm not trying to re-preach what you were preaching but the church of Ephesus in Asia Minor for a space of two years he was preaching about Apostle Paul for two years they had revival and it was revival not just to Ephesus but throughout all of Asia Minor they heard the word of God when you and I get an understanding of that I believe our pastor's already got the understanding he's been casting the vision but if we really would get a hold of what he's been preaching about an open door there's nothing that God can't do if we get a hold of that and begin to act it out with everything that we have on the inside of us to watch the sinners be saved hallelujah not just in this church but everywhere that we go who wants that type of revival who wants to be able to experience that type of revival if God could do it and use Paul as a vessel he can use you and me and every one of us to be able to be a vessel for the glory of God hallelujah hallelujah light bearers Light bears, glory to glory. Because of the law, it was impossible for man to be flawless. It wouldn't only come and come, it wouldn't only come, but it came through the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Second Corinthians 3 and 12, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Verse 14 says, but their minds, everybody say minds. Point to your mind. 
It says minds, their minds were blinded for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away. Notice it says untaken, not taken, but untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Verse 15 says, but even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to put a veil over your heart. He wants to put a veil over my heart. He wants to lie to you to make you think you can't plant seed, that you're really not a light. You're just a little light. How many, how many people sang that song as a, and in Sunday school? Oh, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Okay, won't well, sing it with me. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Okay, choir, let's sing it again. Oh, this. I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this. Yes. I'm. Gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Amen. Give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says their minds were blinded. Their minds were blinded. In regards to the veil upon their heart, this is referring to the Jew. But I want you to hear something here. A lot of people teach that it was just the Jew. But it was more than just the Jew. Hear me. But also any man that has not experienced New Testament salvation, rightly dividing the word, we've got to understand this was written to those that were in the church. It was those that already received the Holy Ghost that were baptized in Jesus' name. All the epistles, just to throw in a little bit of teaching tonight. From the book of Romans all the way to the book of Revelation, they were all epistles. They were all letters that were written to the churches. So anybody that hasn't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and, and has been baptized in Jesus' name, and really in all reality, Brother Hilton, they don't have no right to be reading the epistles. The prerequisite to be able to read the epistles is receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you right now, there's some people that don't like what I'm, gonna say, what, what I'm saying, but it's just the truth. Amen. They're reading my love letters. And if they're going to try to tell me something that they think or some revelation they got, I don't want to have, I'm not going to hear what they've got to say. But if they've been baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, my ears start to perk up and I'm going to start listening to what they have to say. That's why I'm in an apostolic church tonight. That's why, hallelujah, I believe what the apostles preached. I believe what they taught. I wouldn't be here tonight if I didn't believe that. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't believe that. Thank God that this is a beacon of hope. Thank God that this is not just light bearers, but a light bearing church of the truth. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord that goes forth every Sunday, every Tuesday, every time that people come together into this house. The truth is being presented in this place. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. 
So the veil was upon their hearts, referring to the Jews, but the veil is also on those hearts that don't know or really have the true revelation of who God is. It says, nevertheless, 2 Corinthians 3 and 16, nevertheless, when it says it, everybody say it. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. It, everybody say it, is the heart. It is the heart. Everything out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Everything that you say, as pastor says all the time, Words do mean something. Words mean something. They really, really do. So nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord. This is what Ezekiel was talking about. Hearts of stone being made hearts of flesh. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. Hallelujah for the Holy Ghost again tonight. I'm thankful. Hallelujah that I'm able to take on and I've already taken on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When you understand this, then you can truly understand 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Nevertheless, hallelujah, I'm sorry, 3 and 17, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The liberty is because of the Holy Ghost. The liberty is what makes you want to run. It's the liberty and the Spirit of God that makes you want to dance. It's what makes you want to shout. It's what makes you want to live for God with everything that you have on the inside of you. Hallelujah. It's what makes you want to preach like a house of fire. It's what makes you want to go tell everybody about look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty hallelujah I can run in the church house you can run in the church house but you can run hallelujah outside of the church house sowing seed and telling people about the goodness of the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah you can get out and dance and shout if you want to hallelujah you can magnify the Lord Hallelujah, if you want to. But we need to. We got to get a revelation. We need to do this thing. When I lived in the world, I didn't have to let nobody tell me when I was in the world, oh, just, just have at it, do whatever you want. Just go ahead and live the life the way you want. I, nobody had to tell me that. Why should it change after you receive the Holy Ghost? Why should it change after you get baptized or when you start living for God? That should become the norm, just like it was the norm when you used to walk in the flesh. Hallelujah. So just like I walked in the world, the difference is, is I've changed partners and Jesus is with me. Jesus is with you. And everything that you do, do it unto the Lord. And word and deed, Paul said. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. My message tonight isn't just about being a light bearer, but it's about victory. It's about walking and being a witness. It's about letting your light so shine. It's about knowing who you are in God and that we can do it all through the Lord 
Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 37 tells us we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, saith Paul, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things that come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what are you saying, Brother Larson? What does that have to do with glory to glory? Have to do with your message? Well, James 5 and 17 tells us when you studied the life of Elijah and you see that he was a man of like passions, 1 Kings 18.38, there was ups and there was downs that took place in Elijah's life. It wasn't all just about consuming fire. It wasn't all about just this or that or uh, uh, raising somebody up from the dead. We look here in 1 Kings 18.38, it says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. 1 Kings 18 and 39. So that was a high point. Here's a low point. And when all the people saw, or no, this is, this goes along with it. When all the people saw it, this was a high point. People began to see when that fire came down. The Bible says when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Hallelujah. Repentance. It was a place of beginnings. It was a place where, where the hearts of the people were changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's look at 1 Kings 18 and 39 it says uh, I'm sorry uh, 19 and 9 1 Kings 19 and 9 here is a low point and I'm not going to go into it or try to preach it all but and he came thither into a cave and lodged there and behold the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him what doest thou here Elijah Elijah was at a low point after calling fire down from heaven, after uh, 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 touching uh, that widow and all of the different things that he did, there was a lot of high points, but he came to a point when intimidation came in, when the lies of the enemy start lying to him. And if you go up a few chapters before that, or I mean a few verses before that, he was ready to ask God just to bless God, to take me, I'm ready to die, just get me out of here, I'm ready to go. And I'm telling you right now, we serve a God that's a consuming fire. I said we serve a God that's a consuming fire and even if you're in a low point right now even with, your, with the uncertainty of your dad right now God has still been faithful God is still good wherever point you've been in before or you may be in a cave right now and God's saying what are you doing here what God's really saying is where's your spirit is your spirit in the things of this world is your spirit in believing the things all around you by what you see or is your spirit in the fire is your spirit and understanding who I am and what I can do low places ups downs ups and downs the darker the trials of your faith gets the brighter the Holy Ghost inside of you uh, as a witness uh, not just for yourself not just for your family but everywhere that you go uh, hallelujah you can be that light I'm talking about being a light bearer are you a light bearer tonight Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just lift up our hands right where we're at and just begin to love the Lord?
Hallelujah. 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 I'm just about done if we could all stand. Hallelujah. Let's just entertain the presence of the Lord for the power and the moving of God's spirits in this place right now. Hallelujah. His place is man that his spirit is being manifested. Hallelujah. And I believe the Lord is is opening and giving some revelation right now to understand that you really are a light bearer. You really are an instrument. You really are an earthen vessel that can be used by God. Don't you listen to what the devil has to say. Don't you listen to what everybody else has to say. Don't you listen to the naysayers that says we can't have revival or this church can't have a revival. Don't you listen to the lies of hell belching out saying that you're a failure and that you've messed up so many times. But let me tell you, if you're still alive today in this building or at the sound of my voice, God can use you if you're just willing to humble yourself in his presence. Hallelujah. There's something happens when you begin to humble yourself. There's a little bit of flicker of flame that begins to crackle with the kindling and it begins to consume your heart once again. I thank God that God continues to regenerate and make better than ever before. And it's because we made a commitment a long time ago. I'm not going anywhere because I'm a light bearer. I'm not going anywhere else because there's no other place I can go. Hallelujah. Let's magnify his voice. Let's lift up our voice to him. Hallelujah. And when you look at the life of Elijah, yeah, he was a, a man of like passions like each and every one of us. He could identify, we can identify with Elijah because of the ups and the downs and the, the depression. But at the end of the story, when you read about the life of Elijah, 2 Kings chapter 2 at verse 11, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Ups and downs. But the high point ended in glory. Glory to glory. Light pairs. Glory to glory. Have you ever thought about if mercy was just for you? The Bible's very clear that this is not about an individual, but rather it's about the glory of his church and his people to shine, to be the city set on hill on that hill. Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hebrews chapter 4 and 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help him in time of need. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says but ye are a chosen generation can you begin to lift up your hands and worship the Lord say I am chosen go ahead and say I am chosen in the midst of adversity in the midst of what people has told you that have been naysayers and say that it can't happen say I am chosen hallelujah not by my own word but I am chosen hallelujah because I'm a child I said I'm a child of the king you are chosen you are a chosen vessel you are a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him 
who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light say I I am a light bearer I am a light bearer from glory to glory I'm not going to concentrate on my lows I'm going to concentrate about what the Lord has done I'm going to concentrate about what God is doing whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things have a good report think on these things I'm going to remember the report of the Lord I'm not going to remember every wicked and negative thing that people have said the arrows that fly by night because the Lord has given me a shield he has given you a shield of faith to quench every one of the fiery darts I'm just about done if we could just go out of this place rejoicing hallelujah if we can just begin to magnify the Lord which in time past which in time past were not a people but are now the people of God you are a child of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy I always have somebody tell me you need to tell a story or I told a life story or an illustration but I want you to think about I'm not trying to give any of you kids a try to get you in trouble but if you ever take a magnifying glass Take that magnifying glass, Brother Hilton, outside. Hopefully where there's not a lot of brush and stuff, but, you know, some of the most greatest wildfires started because of a little bit of piece of glass. And it started out just as a little tiny thing that became an uncontrollable blaze. There's a city, the Great Fire of Chicago. There was even another one that was even worse than that up in, I believe, in Wisconsin, that it just started with a little bit of fire just a little bit of something but my God just a little bit just a little bit a whole section and suburb of, of Chicago was completely they couldn't even they couldn't even look and understand they couldn't even fathom what had happened it looked like they had dropped a nuclear bomb just in that one little area a place of war and destruction and desolation just from a little bit of fire now if God could do that and I'm not just talking about that. I'm just talking about the fire of desolation. If he could do that for a whole city, two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, how much good could we do with the fire and be able to be like a pandemic of fire? It's not a pandemic, pandemic of COVID or a pandemic of anything else. But the revival of God, let that be a pandemic. Hallelujah. I've spread just from a little bit. The light of men, each and every one of us is a light. A representative of God. A representative of what we could be and can be. But we've got to step out of the boat, so to speak. Peter would have never walked on water. Peter would have never, even more than that, he would have never preached the gospel if he wasn't willing to humble himself and get right because he wept bitterly but he understood after Jesus rose from the dead that hey you're not a failure you're somebody that can work you can be one of those lights and be a part of that light you can take that magnifying glass and you can become that magnifying glass and you can be a conduit I said you can be a conduit of that light just like a magnifying glass starts a fire and that's what God is trying to get across to this church. He's trying to get that across to me. He wants us to get the revelation that pastor's been casting this vision and leadership has been talking about to get a hold of this thing. 
and understand that God is about ready to do it. Get ready. Get ready. Are you ready for it? I heard one preacher say, God will never give you the revival unless you're ready and be prepared for the revival that God's about ready to give. And I don't know if that's completely true because I don't know if we could ever contain the revival that God wants to do in the city of Olathe, in the state of Kansas, across this nation, and across the world, Brother Gall. And we got to get the vision and the understanding of that. And we've got to understand, we've got to be that magnifying glass. Come on down. Let's just, as a church family, can we come down and just begin to talk to the Lord? Hallelujah. Can we just begin to lift up our hands and dream together and remember who we really are? Hallelujah. I'm not asking anybody to, 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 to kneel down, but to lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. O ye gates, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Lift up your head. Lift up, your, lift up those gates. Begin to open up to Him. Let the King of glory come in and begin to shine brightly in your spirit. Shine in me. Shine in me. Shine in me. God wants to take you from glory to glory and ultimately for us to be with Him and take as many as we can as light bearers of this glorious truth. Say, God, I want to be that light bearer that you've called me to be. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. I'm not going to focus on the negative. I'm not going to focus on the bad. Yeah, I know it happens. But you take me from glory to glory, from mountaintop to mountaintop. Hallelujah. And there's going to be a day that I'm going to be in your presence for all eternity. So I won't even have to worry about the bad. In fact, there's not going to be any more tears. When we make it and we get into the presence of the Lord, there will be no more tears. There's not going to be no more pain. There's not going to be any more sorrow. There's not going to be any more hurt. There's not going to be any more COVID. There's not going to be any other diseases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just going to be the raw power and, and the glory of God. But while I'm here on earth, I just want a little bit of glory to shine through this vessel. If that's your prayer, could you just begin to cry out to God right now? Say, that's my prayer. I want to be a light bearer, Lord Jesus, from glory to glory as I live this life. That's it. Go ahead and cry out to Him. Whatever your need is today, God's here to meet that need.